This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. <laughs> We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And you can follow along with us if you join us on Twitter, for example, at Your Tech Report. How about Facebook? Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. How about looking at us on YouTube? YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. Welcome to Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. I was going to say, how about... Introducing your partner. I was just we'll about get to, jump to him in eventually there. after all the social plugs. How are I, you? you know what? This, I, I'm doing really, really well. I'm having a blast. Uh, I, 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 I get jazzed for these things because I think when people, I, I hope people can hear it when they listen to the show, Mark. And it isn't just like a talking point for us. We get genuinely excited about the stuff that we talk about. We get genuinely excited about new products, about sharing companies people may not know everything about. Um, about talking about stuff that hasn't come out yet. This is this is something that gives us a lot of joy, which is why we started doing this in the first place, right? You know what else gives us a lot of joy is when Tell we me. actually engage with our listeners, and uh, you're you're doing that right now because you posted this uh, very cool video about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe about a problem people have been having with steering. They didn't realize smart steering was enabled, and you figured out how to turn it off, didn't you? You, you know what it is. I mean, first of all, we're, we're we're loving the YouTube stuff because you're right. It's a totally different way of us for us to engage with our audience through video and our tips and tricks and it's one of those things Mark I, you know they sent us the game early and I love the game it's you know yes it's a reprint of an older game but with you know more characters more tracks a little more polish on it but there's a new feature in there called smart steering right and yeah. smart steering is designed for less experienced Mario Kart players where the game will automatically correct your steering it won't let you drive off a cliff which will then put you behind in the race it automatically keeps you on the track now it doesn't make you race perfectly but it's, it stops you from hurting yourself while you're racing unfortunately this thing is turned on by default. Well, you figured out how to turn it off, and we're going to tell people a bit later in the show. But yeah. if you want to, if you if you're anxious now and you're like, oh, I want to, I want to, go to uh, YouTube.com/slash/YourTechReportOnline and uh, check out the video that Mitchell posted there. It is all over the place. We've got an awesome show lined up for you guys today. We are going to be speaking to Mark Childs, the CMO of Samsung Canada, all about the S8 and the S8 Plus. Mitchell, you've had hands-on time with this phone. I have not yet. We're going to talk to him all about that. Another Mark. I just realized that there's three Marks on the show today. It's this a week. Mark Fest. It is yeah. a Mark Fest. Uh, Mark Schaller, he's the marketing manager for the new Ford Mustang. Did you know, a little bit of uh, tip, you know, little tips and tricks and inside tell information. Me, tell me. Until 2015, the Ford Mustang never was available outside of North America legally. I mean, you could export it, but it was never actually commercially available outside of North America. I find that very hard to believe because it, it for, for many people of many generations, it is the iconic car that represents yeah. American cars. I mean, the Ford Mustang may be the most popular American car of all time. I don't have the numbers on that, but it's got to be top three. So I'm very surprised by that, Mark. Thank you for that little bit of information you gave me, too. Well, they have some news, and we're going to talk to them all about that car. And, of course, uh, don't forget, you still have time to get in on the giveaway for our Funko Disney Treasures subscription box. You can be getting this once every two months, right? for a year. Head on two over, months, yeah. Exactly. Head on over to yourtechreport.com and you have all the details there and how you can get in on that. Mitchell, earlier this week, uh, Amazon released a very cool new device. It's kind of like a cross between their, their Amazon Echo speaker, but it's actually a camera. Yeah, I, I, this is a tough one, Mark, because I love when technology advances and allows us to rely on technology for things we haven't in the past. And I'm, I'm all for that stuff. And you know that, right? Yeah, of course. This one this one upsets me a little bit. This Amazon, <laughs> was the Echo Look, is that what it's called? The Echo Look camera? It's called the Echo or? Look. It's $200 device. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's available now uh, by invite only to U.S. customers. But it will be, of course, available to mass market when, when it comes out. Right. And it uses, I mean, here's the whole thing. Uh, depth sensing, technology, algorithms based on what it sees. And what it basically does is it judges you on what you're wearing 
You can you can have it look at what you're wearing and it will tell you whether it's something that it thinks is a good look for you. Now, isn't it enough that we get judged by people every day? Now I want Alexa. How do I look? You look like an idiot, Mitchell. Change that immediately. Do I really need that in my life? Do I need to be judged well, by actually, cameras? You, you have that in your life. It's called two kids and a wife. But here's exactly. the interesting thing that. about exactly. this. Is that they're so they're <laughs> integrating the whole Amazon Alexa assistant into this. So yeah. now at various price points, you've got this two hundred dollar camera which judges you. You've got this hundred eighty dollar original <laughs> Echo. You've got the Echo Dot at fifty dollars. You've got this entire ecosystem. But because of this camera and because it can learn and it has an algorithm, it's going to be able to tie into their whole shopping ecosystem, their whole clothing ecosystem. They have a fashion line. They bought Zappos. It is going to be able to use what they call style check to submit photos, two different photos, to get advice on which looks best based on the fit, the color, the styling, the trends. But, you know, the shopping aspect of it is evil genius because it's like, you know what? You look like crap. I just ordered you through Amazon Prime a new shirt to go with that. You'll be happy. You'll thank me later. There's something about this that I think is very cool, but it's a little bit big brotherish. And for people, you know, I, I have friends that actually, Mark, I don't know if you do, do as well. You tell me. That actually tape friends, yes. over the camera. I know. We do. We both have at least one, each other, right? Uh, that take a piece of tape, a masking tape or electrical tape and cover over the camera of their laptop yes. because they're afraid of people accessing and watching them. This is a, this is a thing that I would be like Big Brother's watching all the time. This is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is actually known. Uh, we've seen plenty of videos of him in Facebook HQ with tape over his cameras and this is right. the subject of lots of movies in the Edward Snowden uh, biodoc. Um it's there. But I think if you're going to go out and buy this camera, you're not one of those people because you know this you're is buying just, into yeah, it, right. this is just not a purchase that you'd actually make. But it it, it is a very very interesting device, both on the both on the camera side and the software side. The ability to be able to compare outfits and actually understand fit and the algorithms behind that—that that is really really cool technology. It really is very cool technology for me personally. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan uh, of the Echo speakers. I love Alexa as oh, yeah. an assistant. I think it's really great, and I think actually the Amazon Dot might be the best value in the entire technology market marketplace because for forty nine bucks, fifty bucks, you're getting everything the bigger speaker does. All the performance, except you don't get the twistable ring for volume, and you don't get that rich, robust sound that you can only get from a larger speaker. But for fifty bucks, it's a great deal. Even the Hump One for hundred eighty, I absolutely love. I guess for two hundred dollars, if you're if you're into you know being on the you know ground floor of a new technology and you know, listen it's there's gonna be a lot of beta testing it's gonna be a lot using a lot of the new buyers to test out how these algorithms work how the camera works and what services they can tie into it i think it's really cool but i'm not gonna lie it scares the crap out of me too Sling TV. Now, if we, we go back to the early days of the company that was known as Sling, they originally created the set-top box that basically intercepted your video and audio stream and allowed you to stream your own content from your home, record whether it's a recording device, satellite receiver, cable receiver, to your smartphone. They were yeah. really the first way to watch TV remotely. Obviously, fast forward many, many, many years, Sling TV is a basically a service to watch live TV programming anytime, anywhere. It doesn't require a home subscription. You pay $20 a month, plus there's different tiers for different channels. Well, they have launched a very, very cool addition to their service, which is a cloud-based DVR. What is a cloud-based DVR? Just as you would expect a home DVR. You set what you want to record, and you can access that content on demand, which is very, very cool. The service was a $5 add-on. It's been available to Roku customers, Amazon Fire TV devices, and Android devices. But now they're offering this service on Apple TV, which in my opinion is taking such incredible leaps forward because of the app ecosystem on Apple TV that we're going to see an incredible shift over the next two to three years of right. the way in which we consume television. Already, people complain when when shows aren't released full seasons at a time because they're used to binge-watching it on Netflix. Now, the ability to just record stuff in the cloud, there's no hardware, you don't need anything, you can watch it anywhere. Very cool and cool to be on Apple TV. 
Absolutely, Mark. And here's a great example. We talk about this a lot about companies evolving. And we talk about the dangers in the technology, you know, industry because things are always evolving exponentially about companies not evolving commensurately as other technologies around them evolve. And I think a company like Sling, remember the original Sling Box? That's how it started. It was called the Sling Box. And it used to be an actual piece of physical hardware yeah. that you would use for remote streaming. But as other companies sort of got on the streaming bandwagon and I think eclipsed what um, what Sling was doing, Sling was very smart and said, look, let's take the model we've been doing and make it a software service that is accessible anywhere. And this is a great example of how a company that has been, like you said, entrenched in the tech world for a long time, reinvents itself by going the software road and not, not binding themselves completely to hardware. I think it's kind of brilliant on their side. So, Mitchell, uh, this past week was the NAB show, National Association of Broadcasters, in Las NAB. Vegas. Yeah. Um, NAB. Um, I unfortunately was not. I th- you know, I've been to one NAB show many, many years ago, and I've been dying to get back, but there's always, for some reason, an excuse that I just I can't get back there. Um, but here's something interesting. You know, this was used to be a show really kind of dedicated to broadcasting technology, which I think is becoming a little bit more mainstream because people are into USB microphones and podcasting. And, YouTube. And yeah. YouTube and the whole video element has come into play. We saw the release of a brand new Sony camera. We saw a lot of mixers. But DJI, we know who DJI is, the drone company who make the Mavic, they make the Phantom. They had a major, major space and major, major announcements over NAB this week. One of which is (laughs) DJI first-person point of view goggles that are not only giving you a visual first-person point of view, but also allow you to control the drone with head movement. Uh, that's crazy talk, number one. And I, first of all, I want to go. I want to step back for a second and look at this because, as you said, these shows that used to be traditional trade shows, where the average person would not only not know about it, but probably wouldn't have much of an interest if they did know about it because it didn't it didn't relate to their to their world, right? A company like DJI started off, you know, having their own specific shows, then going to CES when it becomes more mainstream. Now they're going to NAB, and of course they're going to be going to all the, the conferences that have to do, what, like I said, with YouTubers. These technologies they're inventing, they're not just for specific purposes anymore. There are big, huge practical applications. And as you said, head control built in, not just for FPV racing, but head control to actually control your drone hands-free. That is amazing to so, so let me get into a little bit of the minutia here yeah, because yeah. so there's two viewing modes 720p at 60 frames per second okay. and 1080p at 30 frames per second both with about 110 seconds of latency a milliseconds of latency right. so you're going to see a little bit of a delay when it comes to your eye each eye gets 1920 by 1080 resolution so you're getting an incredibly beautiful picture and that's because of that latency if you've used a drone before you know that on your device on your screen it tends to be a lower quality image but when you download that image it tends to be higher the latency allows them to convert that there's a touchpad for navigation there's a headphone jack it's six hours of battery life plus it charges over micro usb uh, micro usb it's 449 dollars available for pre-order now and it will be shipping towards the end of may probably expect a little bit of a delays normally happens with dji now recently and they quietly released this this feature on their dji mavic uh, a mode called fixed wing flying. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know about this. Now, yep. if you go to YouTube and you, you look up Mavic fixed wing flying, what it basically does is it turns your control and turns your drone to fly as if it's almost an airplane with fixed wings. Now, it's not actually doing that per se, but when you start moving forward, you can actually start the fixed wing mode, and it will continue moving forward at the speed in which you were going and allow you to use just one controller to kind of yaw to the right, turn to the left, and it gives you the impression and the feeling as if you're flying first person kind of like a plane. So what the new headset and the and the first-person point of view headset will be able to do, once you're in that mode, in that fixed-wing mode, you will be able to use your head movements thanks to a gyroscope, an accelerometer built into the headset to control that kind of flying mode, giving you that impression that you're flying a plane. Not only that, Mark, but, you know, we, we talk about and we talk about technologies that also benefit people that have physical disabilities, right? And for people that aren't actually able to control a standard drone using their hands, using their arms, this is another opportunity for people to experience not just this hobby, but this, uh, this lifestyle, this drone flying in a, in a completely different way. So I'm looking at it from many different points of view, not the least of which is a great new way of controlling for people that aren't able to do it in a traditional way, which is really kind of cool. I, I expect we're 
going to see more of these goggles and this technology as time progresses. Plus, on May 24th, there's an event in New York City that DJI is putting on to uh, announce a couple of things, one of which uh, we're being teased is this new rumored Spark drone, which is a little bit smaller than the Mavic. It's not foldable, but it's kind of like one of these selfie drones, they call them. So That's I'm, exactly right. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what they announce then, because we're also we're almost about a year after the Mavic Pro was released, and th- this company is not one that waits. They tend to release stuff as it comes out and let software updates kind of bring new features, so it's, it's, it's kind of neat. Not only that, Mark, but they have a name right now, DJI. That name is synonymous with high-quality drones, right? And we know there are other companies out there that do these little micro-drones, these little mini-drones in your pocket, and these selfie drones that are designed to be controlled with your smartphone. They're designed to be controlled with a smartphone or a smart device, and and take, you know, throw it in the air, take a picture of you and your friends, throw some video, have it follow you. So imagine a selfie drone with DJI equipment and technology and software inside. They're basically, they could take any drone that they want, put their name on it in terms of new technologies, and and create something that people are going to buy because their name is associated with quality. So I can't wait to see this thing. Um, Windows 10, the creator's update came out uh, about a month ago, officially it was released. Um, the company has basically guaranteed they're going to be releasing two major updates every year to their software, and they're already testing a very cool feature I just wanted to kind of touch upon, and that's the ability to pin a contact to your touch bar. So th- there's a lot of cool things coming out on Microsoft's side. Thanks to the whole software as a service model, they're able to do things a lot quicker and test things, such as their new to-do app that they launched a couple weeks ago that's in beta. Lots of cool stuff coming from Microsoft. Lots of show to get to. I know you wanted to mention something about Nintendo because they quietly released a new console. Uh, yeah, I mean we're all, we're all so focused on the Switch right now, which is which is great. And you can, of course, you can uh, you can look at our unboxing at uh, YouTube.com/slash/yourtechreportonline, and we talk about it all the time and the new games. And we're going to talk about all that later on as well. But they released and they just announced it's not officially coming out until July. It's a new version of the 2DS. Remember the 2DS? Basically, it was the 3DS without a 3D mode, and it was in sort of a tablet form. It was flat. It didn't fold. They're releasing a new version of the 2DS called the 2DS. SXL. And basically it has much, much larger I think it's like something like 88% more screen. I think same screen sizes that are on the 3DS uh, 3DS XL, um, but now it's going to be on the 2DS as well. You get that C-nub for extra control, larger screen, faster processor, and the hinge clamshell design. You know, I think Mark, when the 2DS came out, they thought it was going to be geared toward a younger audience that couldn't use the stereoscopic 3D. That their eyes weren't developed and their, yeah. their, you know the parents wanted them to be able to play with the games, but without the 3D feature, so that's what they, they built it. But now they're giving it a form factor and screen size that really anybody can use and enjoy, not just your young, younger audience. It folds up, it's sleek. I think it's going to retail for about $149.99 and is coming this July, so of course, you know we're going to get our hands on one. And as soon as we do, we'll share that information with all of you. It is Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo. He is Mitchell Whitfield on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. The Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus were released officially about a week ago. We are going to talk to the CMO of Samsung, Mr. Mark Childs, after a quick break. Your Tech Report will be right back. Now, back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. As always, Mark Aflalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. And everybody's Mitchell has been raving about our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited now because um, I reached out to this company and I said, we gotta we got to talk to somebody about the, the new Galaxy phones. Uh, and I want to welcome our, our next guest, Mark Child, CMO of Samsung Canada. Mark, welcome back to your tech report. Congratulations on the on the launch success of this incredible device. Thanks very much, and uh, great to be on the line with you guys. You know, you know, Mark. Before we start off, and we have a lot to talk about. This is this is a huge, huge, huge device for Samsung. Not just because it's the latest in the S8 line and in the S lineup, but because it is such a great device. I want to start this off with a quick story and get your reaction. So, my son has been an iPhone guy <clears throat> since you know since he had his first phone. As he went on in school, as an iPhone, he always loved his iPhone. The other day, Mark, he takes me aside, says, "Dad, I need to talk to you." And I don't know if he's talking about something at school, a girl, a problem, schoolwork. He he sits me down. He said, Dad, would you be okay if I went with the Galaxy S8 this year? And, and I looked at him 
and this was a legitimate thing. I was like, what, what do you mean, son? Because, well, I know I've had an iPhone all the time, but I think I really, I really prefer the Galaxy S8, and that's the phone I want to go with, because I promised him a new phone. And the look on my face was hysterical. I thought it was going to be something different that he wanted to talk about, but he was so smitten by this device. And once he got some hands-on time with it, he didn't care that he'd been in the iPhone ecosystem for years. This is the device he wanted. Are you getting this reaction a lot, that you see people that are entrenched in other ecosystems whether it be Windows or Apple, and they just want this device. Well, you know what, the thing I'd first, first of all say is to thank him for that opinion. Uh, we are <laughs> hearing that a lot. And as you point out, the, the first impression of the S8 and the S8 Plus certainly doesn't fail to impress. But you know, for me, it's, uh, it's something we are hearing. Uh, when, you, when you hold this device, when you pick it up for the first time, you're absolutely struck by just the stunning design. And we could talk a little bit more about that. I could talk about it for ages, but... Uh, uh, I, I think your son's absolutely right. This is the time to make the change. Well, you know, you, you talk about holding something in your hands, and I always tell people, especially when they're kind of on the fence about something, to, you really got to get your hands on, on a new device before you make that decision because often getting your hands on it will make you will tip you over that edge. And, and the Infinity display on this device is really, it, it's you have to see it. And it, it is one of those things that in video and photos looks absolutely astonishing and you realize is a feat of engineering, but you have to see it to give you that wow factor. And I'm curious what your personal reaction was and your initial reaction when you first saw that. Well, I, I think, you know, like everybody else, that first impression is, is a beautiful design. You know, it's a perfect balance, um, you know, of Gorilla Glass 5 and, and aluminum that just looks stunning, first and foremost. Then you put it in your hand and, and it just sits, you know, wonderfully, comfortably, and everything's accessible. Because I think this device has the perfect balance of the, you know, the biggest size uh, screen that we, we, we've been able to bring to the marketplace, but also that you can reach and, and do everything that you want to do with your smartphone. Um, and it truly is a seamless design. Now, now, for those who haven't had the opportunity to get their hands on, like me, um, oh boy, can you, <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you, can you, can you, can you explain how it differs? And I know Mitchell can help you because he's holding one. Uh, how it differs from the S7 Edge because the the curved display isn't something new. It's just the fact that it's in a slimmer body and and is a larger screen. That can you explain that difference? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think the first thing to say is on on the S8 Plus, um, which is the slightly larger larger version, the the Infinity Display screen size is now 6.2 inches. That's that's you know we haven't seen anything that that size before, and it sort of is a screen that sort of wraps from edge to edge, hence the Infinity Display. And when you play content, whether you're you know streaming something off of uh, an online service like YouTube. Um, you know, it automatically resizes to this anamorphic um, screen size. So literally what you're looking at is, is about 84% screen of the whole device, and it just draws you in. It, it's the best visualization of content that I've seen. Well, I mean, I got to tell you, we look, my son, you know, of course, he immediately grabbed the device. I don't think I've seen it since. I managed to get it back this morning, of course. But, you know, he, he started watching some YouTube videos on it. We were watching some gameplay of a game called Overwatch, pretty popular PC and, and console game right now. And, and as we're playing, as we're watching the video, Mark, I said to him, I was like, I was like, Ryan, I can actually, I could game on this phone. I could take a full-size controller, if we could figure out a way to do it, and actually game on this device because this, the, the display was so stunning. And I know I'm going on and on about this. And, and going back to your, you know, what you're saying about the size of the screen mixed in with the size of the body, I think it's the first phone, the first smartphone I've ever used that didn't punish, punish you physically for having a large screen. Because holding it in your hand, you would never know the, the enormous size of the display. And I think that's the downside. A lot of people, you know, it's a barrier to entry for some people with a large device because they don't want the issues of a large device fitting in your pocket, reaching across with your thumb. This is the first device I've tried that had none of those issues whatsoever. And, and I think there's one other thing that I'd say that it, it's not just about the size of watching content, which of course is stunning, but it right. also allows you to be much more productive, particularly if you're multitasking with multi-windows, because now you can kind of, in, in vertical format, you, you can actually watch video you can actually continue to have a text conversation with the keyboard popped up, and, and you're not limited to toggling between windows. It, it really is, you know, obviously great for video, but incredibly um, functional too. 
Now, Mark, we're obviously going to go way more into detail um, over the coming weeks about the device once we get to play a lot more with it. But I'm curious, you know, with all this focus on the screen, what are the other what you'd call, I guess, tentpole features of the device that you'd want to, you'd want people to realize are there? Well, I think the S8, S8 Plus is also, you know, um, wonderfully um, equipped with leading edge technology. I mean, the the, the, the one favorite feature for me. Um, is are uh, the two new security options to unlock your device. I, I love to call it unlock with a look. So um, iris scanning technology, you know, the minute you pick up the device uh, and, uh, you know, it's registering your, your irises, which are unique to you. So when we think about today what we store on our phones and what we keep in our phones, those things precious to us, um, you know, you can be assured that you've got the most, uh, you know, secure device in your hands uh, and you're unlocking it unlocking, excuse me, with your iris uh, um, or facial recognition. So there are two new options. Uh, the other thing to say is this device is incredibly fast and efficient. It, it's the world's first uh, 10 nanometer processor in, in a smartphone, um, and that just almost makes for a seamless experience no matter what you're doing on the device. It's also got next generation, I mean, LTE. It's compatible with, with Bell's new network that they're going to be launching soon. I mean, so across the board, I mean, everything has been overhauled on this device. Yeah, and I think, you know, we are, we are uh, living in the world of uh, front-facing camera shots, and uh, you know, the front-facing camera now at 8 megapixels with autofocus and face recognition pretty much ensures that if you're still taking selfies, you're getting the best shot every time. Now, here's what's interesting. I'm glad you brought up the camera. It's kind of a natural segue for me because I know on the rear camera, not much has changed physically with the camera itself, yet the pictures look better than ever. So, obviously, you guys did some work on the software side to enhance the performance of that rear camera, correct? That's correct. So, it is 12 megapixels, um, um, but it's using all the pixels um, to focus. Um, and so, that, that makes focus uh, you know, a lot quicker. Um, and it's also using multi-frame processing to, to make sure you get that best shot each and every time. We are talking to Mark Child, CMO of Samsung Canada, all about the new S8. Mark, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no avoiding the fact that last year was kind of a crappy one for you guys. Um, but we all, you know, when looking back, learned a bunch of lessons. What are the takeaways from that experience that are benefiting us now as a consumer? You're right, and I think you know we, we must always take learning from situations um, like last year, and I think we've done exactly that, and, and that's been shared, you know, uh, across the board. Most importantly, you know, uh, you know, consumers should be absolutely confident um, that from that experience, you know, they can now have absolute confidence that we've learned from it. There's an eight-point battery check that goes into, um, you know, all of our devices now moving forward, along with a number of other things that we're leading within the industry, a, a panel. Uh, international panel on, on battery safety. So, you know, I think that that is in the past and, and we really have our sites clearly focused on continuing to bring leading edge technology um, here today uh, for us to experience today. So, so, Mark, I'm curious. I've got a kind of a philosophical question for you, which is one I think that you can answer. You know, in the marketplace that we're in today, being so incredibly competitive with, with smartphones, what, what do you think the key is to really standing out? Well, you know, I think I think more and more, you know, each and every day, month to month, year to year, we're living more connected lives. And I think, you know, the smartphone is is very much uh, a critical element in in that connected ecosystem of devices. You know, whether it's washing machines, you know, built-in, um, you know, oven hobs, or or or, or even other electronics devices uh, like the, our, our recent QLED TV. And 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 I think the phone is is a critical element in that mix. And and, uh, you know, certainly the S8, S8 Plus with its processor um, and, and what it's capable of doing is helping us live that connected life in, in a way that um, allows us to really sort of live to our full potential when we use our devices. It's funny you talked about the the obviously the televisions and and the washing machines. People people forget sometimes when they're you know they're engrossed in their phone that Samsung is an incredible giant of a company. Um, are, are you specifically on the mobile side, or do you represent you know, Samsung across the board in Canada? So in Canada, uh, we I, I am responsible with the team for uh, the whole the whole uh, ecosystem, um, and it's a very exciting place as we think about the potential of uh, the Internet of Things and. And again, as I say, I think the phone is, is, is a critical element in that mix. Um, and, and that's what we're bringing to life, um, again, to help us you know, live a, a more productive, uh, more satisfying, connected life. 
Well, we, we, congratulations again on all the success of this device. We can't wait to go hands-on. We're going to do our full hands-on review. Um, and, and thank you again for joining us. It's exciting to talk about your devices from, of course, your perspective, because you're in there. You work so hard to get these products to market. And when you see such incredible success like this, it's, it's really nice to feel it from you. Well, that's great. And, uh, Mark, I know you haven't had a, a hands-on chance yet, but... Uh uh, when you do, I mean, we love to kind of defi- describe the S8, S8 Plus as, as the phone that unboxes your phone. It really redefines uh, what a smartphone can be, and, and ultimately that will help you unbox whatever your moment is. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that review. Still to come, we're going to talk all about the brand new Ford Mustang. Trust me, this is one you're not going to want to miss. Plus, before that, we're going to get to some some YouTube conversation, I think, Mitchell. We love the YouTube. We do. It is your tech report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Follow along on Twitter, and we'll come back and get to those very cool YouTube items. Your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Mark of Lalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. On Twitter, it is at your tech report. Facebook.com slash your tech report. Again, thanks to Mark Childs from Samsung. I can't wait to get my hands on that S8 and the S8 Plus. I hope they sent me the S8 Plus. That'll be nice. It'll be a good phone yeah. to play with. But here's the beautiful part of it. I mean, even the S8 still, I mean, it's a, it feels very compact in your hands, but the screen is still huge and beautiful. So either way, you're going to have a phone with a great screen and fantastic performance. So either way, you're going to be happy. You're just going to be happy with it. Still to come, Mark Schaller, another Mark. We're going to three-mark show this week. Um, from <laughs> Ford, he is the marketing manager for the Ford Mustang. There's some cool news about the Mustang that is still to come on this week's show. Welcome back, Mitchell. Now, you know, We've been playing on YouTube for a while. I think uh, we can yes. we can graduate ourselves from the word playing and putting together some pretty cool YouTube content for you guys. If you yeah. have not checked it out, head out to youtube.com slash yourtechreport online or just go to go to yourtechreport.com and we link it there. We got all our videos up there. You um we talked about this off the top of the show, but you yes. got a copy of Mario Kart <clears throat> 8 Deluxe, which yes. has only been commercially released for about 48 hours now, or depending when you're listening to the show. But you exactly. have an early copy, and you, you stumbled upon something <clears throat> um, that we did a video about that uh, it's funny because it's so so cool to engage our listeners and to see um, uh, and just to interact with them. And this one's kind of like wildfire, isn't it? This one's really kind of special to me because, you know, there are a lot of reasons, you know, there are a lot of reasons to make YouTube videos. And for us, obviously, you know, starting off as a website, then graduating to a radio show, we're used to communicating through different mediums, right? And this is a great opportunity for us to share reviews that we, you know, hands-on unboxings, really cool stuff, a really, really good way to show our audience exactly what we're talking about or what they read about. So when we originally got the game, we wanted to be able to share our first experience getting in that first race for people that didn't necessarily have the game yet to sort of get them excited about when the game would be available to them later on. And I found something, as I said earlier on, there's a feature in this game called Smart Steering that's designed for new Mario Kart racers so that they don't steer off the track uh, and it keeps you on the track, okay? But it also, in doing that, it disables a lot of features. Number one, you don't have complete control of the car, okay? The other thing is you can't achieve maximum speed. You know in Mario Kart that when you drift in the game, you build up speed, you get a yes, you know, big yes. speed boost? Well, there, I think there are different, now three different tiers of speed boost. You can't get the highest tier of speed boost if you have this smart steering enabled. So if you're, a, if you're not a professional, but if you're an experienced Mario Kart racer, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do if you have but smart does it, steering. Does it tell you on. this like throughout the game? Does it, or it just you're suddenly you're like, why am I not going fast? Why well, here's exa- okay. well here that's the problem. I was racing online and I was losing, and I wasn't able to do everything I wanted to do with with the car with the cart. And I realized I said, oh, smart steering is is enabled by default. And for the life uh. of me, Mark, I could not figure out how to turn it off. I looked at the built-in manual. It didn't say anything. The game didn't give you a tutorial to tell you how to turn it off. So basically, you know, after searching the web, I said, you know what? I have to figure this out through trial and error, and I finally did. I figured out the right button presses to get to the menu, to access the information, and I said, you know what? I have to share this with our YouTube audience, and I did. And as soon as the game came out, you could see the response is starting to trickle in. Thank you. I was wondering, why do they leave this enabled automatically? I couldn't find this anywhere. Thank you so much. And you know what? It made me feel really good. I feel like I did something to help people that were having the same issue I was having. You gave back. And it's got, and I gave back to the to our listeners, our watchers, our viewers, and the YouTube community. So thank you to our YouTube subscribers and viewers. And as we said when I did the video, 
really, subscribing is a great thing. There's no downside. There's only upside. The upside being you're automatically entered to win in a lot of our giveaways or in all of our giveaways. <clears throat> and we have a lot of them right now. We're still doing that Funko giveaway. It is still going on right now, Mark, for a year subscription to the Disney Treasures box that they send out. So uh, going to YouTube benefits you in many different ways. YouTube.com slash your tech report online. YouTube.com slash your tech report online. <laughs> so There's subtle. A, I, I'm intentionally trying to kill time here because I got an email. Uh, Tell me. An email I forwarded to you from Crystal okay. Murphy. She, okay. our, one of our first giveaways that we did was um, uh, this the uh, HD headset from our friends over at The Source. We did this before right. the holidays. And Crystal Murphy was the winner, and she sent us an email, and it was uh, stuck in her draft. So here, here's the email. I want to read this to you. Sure. Uh, Dear Your Tech Report, I just found this email in my drafts thanking you uh, for all you do and very much for the headset grown. So obviously she meant to send it earlier. So please right. pardon me. I had no clue I didn't send it. I did receive the headset. I love the color. The sound is wonderful. I love them so much. And I had never owned such a headset. It allowed me to do a weekly show on the net, which helps patients with chronic pain and suffering and sorry, and differing health conditions. Let me say that the sound quality for broadcasting is perfect. I'm an RN and a caregiver for my 21-year-old daughter, whom for nine years has been battling multiple rare and invisible illness, such as rheumatoid arthritis arthritis, lupus, RSD, Um, seeing as most of these conditions tend to run in families. I'm also disabled with autoimmune disease, as she is. Um, Having the show and very nice set of headphones make that show possible and make me feel useful so that I can use my voice and my knowledge to help people that are suffering. Uh, very nice email. I just wanted to share that. And, 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 <laughs> and thank you, Crystal, because, uh, you know, we, we obviously don't know you guys out there and we don't know who wins these different products. And the fact that we could give it away to someone who is using it to such good is uh, very, very cool. This, this makes me feel so good, Mark, because obviously, you know, we love giving stuff away. We get a lot of stuff here. We, we, as much as we love keeping a lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff we can't keep and we get extra things sent to us specifically to give to our audience. But to hear someone that truly needed it and took it and turned it around and used it for something, obviously the challenges that she's going through with herself and her daughter, but then taking this and trying to help other people, the fact that we were able to be a part of that and help that, it just, uh, it makes me feel amazing. So keeping in our YouTube theme, there's a video that we posted earlier this week. Um, It is our first hands-on kind of unveil of a product that you and I have been waiting for for quite some time, and that is the OWC Thunderbolt 3 dock. Now, we all know the story, and if you go to YouTube, I kind of lay it out quite nicely. Way back when, when the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar was released, they introduced the USB Type-C connector, thus introducing our need for what is probably a pile of more dongles than I've ever had in my life. Just the word dongle kind of sounds dirty and makes me cringe. It makes um, me cringe also, It yes. does. But the Thunderbolt 3 dock is one of the solutions that was teased, especially at CES, that has 13 different connectors. You've got four USB 3.1 type A connectors. Okay, but don't, don't list them yet. There's a reason I want to stop you. Because I don't think what many people realize out there, when we, we've been calling this the one dock to rule them all. I know another Lord of the Rings reference, we don't need it, but the reason I stopped you, Mark, is because I have sent you links. You have sent me links. We have, we have to have a little context here. Well, this dongle will give you an SD card reader, but <laughs> no Ethernet. Oh, okay. Well, what about this dongle, Mark? Yeah, that'll give you three USB Type 3.0s, and it'll give you an audio jack, but it's not going to give you the Ether. So, Mark and I have been both living this dongle life. We've both been sharing with each other little links and product pages. Like, this, you'll have to... And the, we, we figured out we had it down to, like, three different dongles, and we'd be okay. But, but not I, I, one solution. No, not one solution. And the other problem is, is that when you when you take your computer that you spend, you know, close to $3,000 for a computer, and you go to sit down at a desk where you have multiple monitors and different things, you know, you, you want something you can just plug one cable into and, I don't know, have the best of it all. Well, this really is... The best of it all, and it's it's not even expensive in comparison to things. It's retails for two ninety nine. It's available for pre order now. On the back of it, you get four USB three point sorry three point one connectors, traditional Type A connectors, so webcams and everything will work. You've yep. got a uh, digital fiber optic output for audio. You've got a traditional FireWire eight hundred connector for people who still use old FireWire stuff. You've got it's powered as well, right? It's not I'm just the there. Yeah. You've got right, the go either on, go you've on. got the Ethernet port for gigabit Ethernet connection. You've got two USB Type C connectors, so you can plug your power into one of them. You can uh, plug uh, two monitors into this. You can have two Ultra 5K monitors. You can have uh, three 4K monitors. It's got mini display port. Plus, yes, it's powered. Itself, it's powered. So when you plug it into your actual MacBook, it is 
powered on the front an SD card slot because people who tend to use these things have a lot of media so you yep. pop it right into the front <clears throat> a headphone jack so you don't have to reach to the back of your computer to find it and uh, another USB 3.1 generation high powered USB port I cannot think of a port that is missing off this device we did an unboxing go to youtube.com slash your tech report online we're going to do a full review Mitchell, it comes with the actual USB cable. It comes with the power connector. It is it is so cool. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but it really is the one dock to rule them all. And if you head over to MaxSales.com or OWC.com, they're both Otherworld Computing. OWCDigital.com. Thank you, OWCDigital.com. Sorry about that. Um, OWC has been making some amazing Mac accessories, upgrades, everything that, you know, an Apple fan, Apple user wants and needs. And they made a Thunderbolt dock, I think, last year that was amazing. But the difference is, and what makes this Thunderbolt 3 dock so special, Mark, I think you'll agree with me, is the pass-through power is now powerful enough to use with the new MacBook Pro 15-inch. Because you could still use these with other computers that are, you know, USB-C. And the other model that came out last year was good for the lower powered Macs, but the MacBook Pro 15 inch has certain power needs and draws a certain amount of power. And in order to have that pass through power that charges everything, including your laptop while you work, you need this new Thunderbolt 3 dock. And that's what really sets it apart pretty much from anything else out there. So we've got that video online. I set it up on my desk. I haven't perfectly honest. I haven't plugged everything into it yet. Uh, so we're going to do a full hands-on. I think we'll do the full hands-on on your side of things because I have a desktop. I've got a Mac Pro here. You're going to be con- using solely your MacBook Pro and have been for quite some time. So That's I'll right. let you do the full hands-on and give me your experience. And I expect some fun time-lapsing of uh, when you're setting that thing up and taking all, all the crap away from your desk now. You know I'm a sucker for a good time-lapse. How dare you, sir? It is your tech report. I am Mark Flalo. He is Mitchell Whitfield. So the Ford Mustang, okay? Little quick tease. The Ford Mustang has been around forever. I mean, it's an iconic vehicle. I think that when anybody thinks of Ford, um, you cannot not think of the Ford Mustang. Until 2015, it was only available in North America, meaning Canada, U.S., and Mexico. They never even made a right right side driving model. Okay, and I didn't know that till I spoke to our next guest, who is Mark Schaller, the marketing manager for the Ford Mustang, who's got some very exciting news to share about all, all about the new car and all about that fun stuff. So stick around. We've got that coming up. Check out YouTube, youtube.com slash your tech report online for all our fun videos there. Don't forget the Funko Disney Treasures giveaway. How do they enter that, Mitchell? Oh, all they have to do is go to yourtechreport.com slash contest, and they can see all the rules. They can they can see the video from there. And if you're on youtube.com slash online, look at the description. It'll show you and give you a link. And always remember to subscribe, because that'll make you eligible for all of our great giveaways. And you can see what's in the box, especially the first edition that Mitchell's going to send right. to you with it. Tease, it's got pirates. It's got pirates. Lots of pirates. It's got pirates. <laughs> And coming up next week on the show, Christine Tam from Best Buy will join us to talk all about Mother's Day, a gift guide for your mom. I promise you, lots of gadgets in there that you're going to want to play with. It is your tech report. We're taking a quick break. We're back in a couple seconds with Ford. Your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Follow along on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Of course, our email address, contact at YourTechReport.com. Some interesting news this week out of a company that we uh, we have become friends with, the Ford Motor Company, this time related to the brand new Mustang. On the line with us right now is Mustang Marketing Manager, Mark Schaller. Mark, welcome to Your Tech Report. You've got some exciting news and we can't wait to hear about it. Thanks for having me on. Yes, we're excited here at Ford to to announce that the Ford Mustang is the best-selling sports car in the world. Um, so since our launch in 2015, we have brought the Mustang global. We've brought it to over 140 different countries throughout the world. Uh, and as of last year, 2016, uh, we've become the best-selling sports car in the world. When you say since uh, 2015 brought it global, has it not been global until then, really? That is correct, yeah. So over 50 years of production, uh, mainly a North American car. Um, in 2015 model year, we had an all-new uh, car from the ground up. 
um, new design, new engines, chassis, the whole deal. Uh, we even added a right-hand drive version for the first time uh, straight from the factory, which allowed us to now ship to, to countries all over the world, including um, you know Australia, Germany, uh, the U.K. It's been great. Uh, you know what? I have to be honest. I never, I didn't actually realize that, and that that kind of expands where I'm going to go with next. What has the reaction been for people outside of North America to finally be able to, I guess, natively get the car? Because I'm sure people have been importing it, right? Oh, absolutely. So, funny story. Uh, over in Australia, they've actually had people converting them to right-hand drive on oh, their God. own for years. <laughs> um, so now that we're actually doing it for them and shipping the car. Uh, they can go into the local Ford dealer and buy it. The uh, the reactions have just been uh, overwhelmingly positive. They've been uh, so pleased to to be able to buy a Mustang. Uh, a lot of these people have wanted one for years and just not had the opportunity uh, or the access to be able to get one. Well, it's, it's, I guess you're putting those uh, people who are modifying those cars, uh, they're not very happy with you, but I guess that's a good thing in the end. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, th- they will learn a new way to modify the cars because just as, as we do here in the States, the people overseas still want to customize them. Um, so I have a feeling they may just shift their business a little bit to uh, to modifying the cars that we end up selling. No, no, definitely. T- tell, tell me something, Mark. You know, the brand, the Mustang brand, as you said, you know, for over 50 years of production, how important is that brand to the Ford Motor Company? And I think it's extremely important. Um, Mustang represents uh, a lot of emotion, a lot of, um, you know, it gives you that, that sense of confidence. You get in and you drive one of these cars, it, it's like nothing else out there on the road. And um, at least for those of us here at, at Ford Motor Company, um, I know I drive one every day. A lot of the, the, the employees here drive one every day. Um, it is just a, a way for us to show our passion and enthusiasm for cars in general and, and really kind of bring it to life in, in the Mustang. Now tell me something. Over the years, obviously, the design has evolved so immensely, obviously, due to techno- technological advancements and just safety issues and everything. Have you, have you met much resistance from people who liked the previous model and didn't want to see the change? What has your experience been over time that you've been there? Well, it's kind of funny because um, each time you introduce a new model, there's even as successful as the 2015 car has been, which it's been beyond our, our expectations, um, there's always that initial resistance to change. Yeah. Um, I think everybody sort of, uh, by the time a car gets to the end of its cycle, uh, they, they, they notice it, they, they are in love with the styling. Um, so anytime you make big wholesale changes, at first, I think people are, it needs to grow on them. Um, but once they sort of get over the initial wave, uh, they usually tend to grow to love it. And, and then by the end of, of that particular car's life cycle, they don't want to change again. So um, I think it's, it's necessary in the sports car segment. Um, being fresh from a design, from a, a performance standpoint, is extremely important. It's really what makes the segment go. So um, we're trying to make sure that we keep this car fresh while not losing its its DNA, its core. Um, when you when you see this car. If it didn't have any badges on, I still want you to know it's a Mustang just by the look of it. Oh, and you and, and you know absolutely categorically do you? I mean, they call it a cycle for a reason, right? It's a cycle for the car itself, but it's also a cycle for the ownership as well. When we talk about people, you know, putting up some resistance. So, so Mark, tell us about this model year car. Tell us what's new technologically wise. What are we expecting to to experience once we sit in that car? Sure. Uh, so 2018, we're, we're refreshing the car. So from the outside, you're going to see a revised styling from the windshield forward. You've got all new, so headlights, fenders, fascias. Um, you've got 10 new wheel designs. When you sit in the car, uh, we've been adding a lot of technology, uh, but technology that, that really furthers the, the driving experience. And, and one of the really neat pieces of technology being added in is an all-new digital instrument cluster. So Replacing the analog gauges with a full digital cluster that you can customize. You can change the view to three different appearances. You can change the colors. Uh, so that option we, we feel will be very popular uh, both here and also around the world. I'm guessing we're going to see the, the new version of Sync in this car as well? Uh, Sync 3 uh, is in there. We will have um, the new Sync Connect, Sync Connect uh, with Ford Pass integration as well. Um, so we're, we're trying to add those technologies that uh, are available other places in the in the Ford showroom, uh, but also to try and push the the 
performance edge as well. So you're also going to see a Magneride damping system available on the car. You're going to see a, an active valve exhaust that you can change the tone and the character of the car as you drive it down the road. Well, we've seen we've seen so many features. I mean, we did an interview a couple of weeks ago about the all-new Navigator, for example, and it's it's very cool to see how similar pieces of technology are are used among the family of cars. But it's also especially important to note when when it comes to the Mustang and when it comes to a lot of these cars in general is that the the implementation is done in such a uh, it's hard to even describe. It's such a discreet way that you do- it doesn't affect what you're in this car for, and that's that driving experience. Yeah, and that, and that's number one. Um, when our team gets together and we determine what goes in the next car, um, it's all about making making your experience better, making it uh, tailored to your individual taste. So one of the, the the things about Mustang that we always try and do is we try and give the consumers the choice. Uh, the way you drive your Mustang is different than the way I drive it, and my settings are usually going to be a little bit different than your settings. Um, so we want to make sure that they have that ability to personalize the car, and that's always been central to kind of the Mustang DNA. It's what we try and do as we develop the new ones. It's so funny, as you say, my settings versus your settings. Can you imagine, you know, 10, 15 years ago, even having an ability to have custom profiles per driver? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, technology has come a long way, but that those are the instances where we like to think that uh, technology is actually improving the experience, uh, where in, versus you know detracting from it or taking it away. You still want that uh, that visceral experience when you drive the car. You you want it to put a smile on your face, and you want it to. Um, you know, remind you of, of the good times. Well, I, I promise you that I'm going to reach out to make sure I can I can spend a couple of days with that car at least before before I, I let you go and I congratulate you obviously on this incredible milestone. Can you tell me? I'm going to ask you one of the hardest questions. Where on earth do you see this this brand in ten years from now? Um, <laughs> I know it's hard. That is, that is a difficult question, but I actually see it continuing on the same kind of path as we are today. Um, you're hearing a lot of. Uh, technology coming in the market. You're hearing a lot of, you know, autonomous vehicle uh, or semi-autonomous coming in. Um, But I think there's always going to be that customer out there that enjoys the driving experience and that wants a car that get your blood going and and we're hoping that uh, in 10 years from now we're still here making mustangs and, and producing that same effect as we are today. Now Mark, are there going to be variations like the, you know, the Cobra brand and the Saline brand? Uh, I would assume so. Um, part of the, the customization and, and what people like to do with their cars, um, there's always that desire after they buy it um, to, to push it and put their own spin on it. And I would expect that those different brands would, would continue as long as we do. Well, Mark Schaller, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited about the news, and uh, we can't wait to get behind the wheel. It is your tech report. Mark Aflatlow in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report. Our email address is contact at your tech report.com. There's still time to enter for that Disney Treasures Funko giveaway. Head on over to yourtechreport.com or our YouTube channel, and we will award that next week. Plus, next week, some Mother's Day gift ideas from our friends over at Best Buy. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Mark Aflalo. Thanks for joining us. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.